Am I gonna go again? What? Give me a check. Check one, two, one. Microphone check one, microphone check two, three. Can't see what I can't see. Zoom. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. We are good. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Nerds Fork Presents a Hodgepodge cast where we have a bunch of not so random idiots talking about stuff. Stuff meaning comic books, movies, video games, whatever. We're here. Hello, I am one of your hosts. This is Al. How's everybody doing today? Great. Good. To my left, we have Jarrell, and that's all we have because everybody else broke out to the mall because they don't care about my show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> Alex. So, <laughs> I care. Passion behind the art. So, uh, it's a little bit more intimate because right now we do have uh, Picklevick and, and Evil Ray here, but they are doing a side project right now. So, it's just going to be a little bit more intimate between me and President of the World Voice Ensemble Jerome. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> intimate. Yes. So, it's been a while. A little bit of time has gone yeah, by since yeah. uh, you've been on the show. Yeah, man. And I've been super busy. Summer has been going by pretty quickly as well. Everybody's been busy doing stuff, but we're back. Yay. Yes, finally. Finally. So I think the last time we were actually doing something constructive <laughs> <laughs> is your play. You yeah. did uh, Angels at Work downtown. Yes, that's, that's why. Two I, shows. Yeah. But uh, did you, did you, uh, I think you did have a pretty good it was selling. a decent turnout. I mean, the, the theater space we rented was the Crane Theater, 99th seat. You had a decent turnout, is it what we're decent. saying. It looked decent. And it was a good show. I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I remember Alex seeing. Was there. Vic was there. <laughs> Pickle Vic was there, yeah. Even though he's upstairs doing some other side projects right now, but he's, he's doing good. All for the sake of the show. Yes, and, and that's part of the reason why I haven't been on, because all my weekends since we started rehearsing for the show have been like all about rehearsing for the show. <laughs> so, you know, when you when I got to be in, in a rehearsal from 7 to 10, and, you know, during the day, get up here for the uh, podcast. But I so, miss you guys. No, it's fine. I missed you too. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh. It's like cocaine. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did mention that uh, you went. Uh, you were uh, MIA from the show for a while because of the the show cool. that you were uh, producing. Uh, di- were you directing it as well? No, acting no. in it. I know you were acting in it, producing. My wife is directing. Yeah, your wife yes. did the lovely wife did the directing. All right, but you also did the uh, compose the music. Some uh, of yeah, it. I composed um, most of the songs, but my wife also composed some of the songs. Um, the second act were mostly her. Comp- Compositions and the way it happened is um, first the show was written in Japanese and the show is called Angels at Work. The main plot is a group of angels, a group of five angels are, are being sent on a, a mission to help a lon- lonely people like confess significant others or their prospective significant other people they love that they have crushes on that they just are too shy to say anything to. Oh, the main character in the first act is a man and he's in a cafe that he frequents every day and and there's a, a waitress that he is in love with but he can never say anything to any her because he's just too shy so he tries writing her a letter but he like you know, puppy love chickens little, out and puppy can't love. do it so in the open song in the opening song after an awkward interaction with the waitress he he sings this co- song called Angels in the Sky where he um, sings asking God if they're angels in the sky to save him from his lonely life and that's like kind of like one of the main songs that's, yeah that's one show. of the main songs in the or, show or is that's, the main song well, that's of what the show. you leave humming that's what you leave remembering yeah. the words him crying out save me like yeah. when I had friends from my um, work come in the hallway like for the next week all they would do it as they passed me by they'd sing save me 
<laughs> it was me and uh, Pickle Vic. We went on mm. the first night. I think it was the Sunday. Yeah. It was a Sunday, Tuesday show. We went to the first night, Sunday. After the show was over, I remember hearing people like leaving, going, save me. Yes. <laughs> that's what I so, like, like to hear. That's the hook. That means it's catchy. It's, it's going to stick with them. It's catchy. It's stuck with them. Because <laughs> you want to, at least, if, if the show you is two acts, if, if people leave... Humming the song. Humming or doing something related, <laughs> something that, from the show. That means it's stuck. Yeah. That means they kind they of enjoyed it. They got it. something out <laughs> of it. Because if they leave, you know, and they just talk about something else, then that's not really good. I mean, yeah, you still yeah. want that little buzz after yeah, the yeah. show is over. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And you got that. Yeah. So the second act was created not too second, long ago. The second act, actually, um, the first time we did the show was in 2014, and it was only a one act when we produced it. It was produced, I believe, first in New York city but it was written in japanese it was written in japanese and let me tell you about the let, let me go back further <laughs> the way <it> came, <laughs> the way angels at work came to be whoa Jerome, where's all this smoke coming from <laughs> good god what the fuck yeah how I did farted. you do that <laughs> <laughs> no, okay um you just moved the dust around that's ooh, what it was <laughs> <laughs> Open a window. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Kukuniki Ebihara is a Japanese uh, fella. He lives in Japan. My wife, if for, for those of you who don't know, uh, is also originally from Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, she she had a professional career in, in musical theater and opera in Japan. And she graduated from the huge music school out there, the Tokyo College of Music, mm-hmm. as a vocal major. And she also, every summer or when she was living over over there before she came here to study and met me and got married <laughs> she was doing a, a theater group with like kids right so this kid kuniki was originally one of the youngest kids in her theater group i think she started it was him and another girl and they, they were the only two kids who applied to take her theater class right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they um they wound up doing hansel and gretel because they're only two kids <laughs> a guy and a girl so they did hansel and gretel and then the next year they you know little by little they grew and more kids joined and and they over the time they did full-blown musicals and stuff like that so kuniki yeah little by little he grew up over the years and even now Maki would go back every summer now that she's living here with me and we're married to to do this theater group in japan every summer and and kuniki he became i guess uh graduated college or college age or whatever and my wife was like asked him what do you want to do with your life like what is your what are your dreams or your goals or your aspirations oh shit he was a little boy yeah. Oh, I don't think I caught that at the beginning. So, yeah, sorry. man, you were, you were totally not even listening. <laughs> no, I, I was breathing too much of that smoke. <laughs> no, it was, sorry, it was a uh, no. Jen. I know it's okay. No, Jen came by and distracted you. I know. Yeah, Jen was. Yeah, Kuniki was, a... was the little boy. That's why I'm talking about this little boy. It's Kuniki. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so she asked him, "What do you want to do with your life?" He said, "Well, I want to be a writer." So um, she said, "Well, try writing something because at the time we had started the World Voice Ensemble and our our theater company." It was made like purposely. The mission is to give international artists a chance to perform theater in America with Americans, not just a nation- international people, but you know, make it a melting pot of different race come in. Even if you're from overseas, you could come here and have a credit forming something in America because that's a big attraction. Like people in countries like Japan or wherever, you know, other countries, they look at New York City and Broadway, and if they're into musicals, that's like the epitome of you know the center of the musical world and London too. But anyway, <laughs> we live here, so that's what I'm talking about. But um, so goddamn 
London. <laughs> <laughs> like when my wife was just studying here as as a student from from Japan, her English teacher told her about like you know go on audition and practice your English. If you get in, you'd be able to talk to people and stuff. You know, practice your English. So she came into this audition, and she was like the most professional singer there because she had like. Credits in Japan already. She had sung it. Yeah, she did background stuff. You told me about. She was in choruses for like she was in the Phantom of the Opera in Japan, directed by Harold Prince, which is the guy who did it here on Broadway. Mm-hmm. He went to Japan and redirected the whole thing and like recreated it over there for their cast to do. And she was in operas with like big time names, directors. A guy named Zeffirelli directed production she was in. She Jose Carreras was like one of the main singers in one of the shows. That she was in a chorus for she has pictures with like these big opera stars and she's like standing next to them like a fan <laughs> in costume because they were in you know in japan performing whatever opera it was so that's how i i first came to know her the the show that she had joined here as a student was a show that i happened to be invited to join by one of my friends in college um, who we had just graduated and he gave me a call and he was like hey I'm in this show and they need more guys are you doing anything and I was like nah man I'll, I'll, I'll join <laughs> yeah. so I join up and I and I meet um, Makie in, in that well, the, the, the point of the conversation <laughs> was <laughs> before you get off on a sidetrack it's all that smoke <laughs> <laughs> was the, the, the writer the writer how, how did he come up with the work ah yeah so she told him to um, write something and uh, he so he, he came back with the first draft of Angels at Work and that was actually it was the first track was act one yeah okay. it was act one we thought like Make read it and she thought it had like a good setup like the whole idea that angels are being called and helping people you know find love and, and I like the premise because it actually the story kind of you can actually see it fitting into on a stage and, yeah. and not really like a, a you know on a big screen kind of thing but like on a stage setting and he, I think he understood that and he ran with that so it I was mean very, at least to me that would sound me like of, uh, you remember the show High Highway to Heaven? Yes. It was very Highway Robert to Ingo. Heaven. Rob, um, not a Robert Ingo. Um, uh, Michael Landis. Michael Landis, yes. Robert Ingo, that's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I thought... That's a I, Highway I, to Hell. <laughs> I confused an angel with Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Where's my <God>. mind? <laughs> Talk about left field, man. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So Michael Landon would come into different like people's lives as uh, the new guy in town and like help them in whatever whatever thing they needed. And so when I read this script originally, I thought a uh, very it was like Michael Landon, but only with like five Michael Landons, and they're all trying different things and coming into the scene as different crazy characters to um different personalities. Yeah, yeah to try to all get the guy their, to confess to the girl, and all um, had their different ways of trying to yeah yeah make him confess. But, but originally in the original script, it was like the the angels didn't have different traits to make them interesting. Right. So Machie, um you know, gave him feedback and said, "I think it would be better if you know each of the characters had some." different about them to make them more interesting right. so then he rewrote it and then all of a sudden one of the angels was gay and <laughs> another angel like bugs mm. and then we had another angel who was like really bossy and and didn't really want to help the guy and you know and then we had another the, uh, another angel who was supposed to be like poetic 
or yeah, he kept rhyming. Yeah, yeah, that was like I added that because in the translation, I made him. They said he he had to be like poetic, so I made him always rhyme. But I think in the in the Japanese version, he didn't rhyme. He just spoke like really like I don't know like a haiku. Like okay, I got you. A lot of stuff was added along the way, so it evolved over time. It evolved based like from his original yeah, script. Yeah, right. he he had the original premise, and he did um the rewrite, and then we added like funny funny scenes uh, in the mm-hmm. rewrite. So that came out. You I, I know you guys had that act one kind of like simmering for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eventually, we were thinking of adding stuff to it, but Kuniki had to be the one to add like the second because it was originally his script. Mm-hmm. So he added a second part to it, and I, and for the first act, I wrote all the songs, lyrics, and um, like he would no, he would give me like uh, what he wants to say in the song, like an idea of what he wants to say, but it was not in rhyme or anything. Right. So that I had to incorporate that into a, a song, and then I would. So essentially, you were given uh, the idea of what the song should be about yeah. and then you wrote the song yeah Dude, uh, you uh, write songs like that's amazing to me like i can't do i can't rhyme for shit mm, yeah, and you yeah, come up I'm with sure you can you do could. lyrics you, and melodies you sat and, down and you tried you probably could i can't do a melodies <laughs> i can't do lyrics i can't hear music and come up with a melody for it like i can't do anything well it's just all about like it's in your head you have to like be able to hear like you know how music that exists gets stuck in your head yeah you just have to think of something up something catchy that will get stuck in your head and mm-hmm. and band on it. Yeah, I don't know how to talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, no, I I completely understand like how how hard it would be to explain something like that because it's it's like alien to me. I wouldn't. I guess you just you could probably practice and get good at it. But coming from someone who has zero, well, <laughs> first thing kind you, of first thing I do when I'm writing a song and some of the songs I added where where he didn't give me an idea like well, what should go there. I just thought. This would be a good place for a song. Or this scene isn't working so well. Let's make it a song and make it this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I, you know, the first first thing you think about is what, like what you want to say, and then and then you have to think about images that relate to what you want, and you try to paint the images with your words. And sometimes the melody comes at the same time. Sometimes the melody comes first, and you're trying to match words, but you know, match words that fit. And it not only has to fit like syllab, you know, sil- the syllables have to fit. And there's something called scansion, where well, the stresses of the syllables have to fit into the right. sound of the music. Mm-hmm. It has to go with the music. Sometimes my scansion is a little bit off. Um, it's like putting emphasis on certain parts of the word or syllables yeah. and stuff. Like one of the one of the lyrics is all of your wishes will come true with his glory his angels beside you you know how beside i'm stressing the first syllable but right. actually when you say beside it's beside where you're stressing the second mm. syllable so people who are like hardcore musically trained theorists are going to listen to that and say ew <laughs> <laughs> your scansion is off why would you put beside there <laughs> and i'm gonna be like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> my goddamn show it works is this do you have a show i don't think so <laughs> but um anyway yeah it gets it's kind of hard you know but it's it's fun and but it's difficult i mean so, so the second act you know, it came it came about first where he added the second act in japanese and then we last last year we performed it in japan mm-hmm. and makie decided that she was going to write all the songs in in japanese for the lyrics that he wrote right in Japanese. Does he know English at all, or is he strictly... No. Okay. I don't 
think he. Kn- I've been to Japan. I've I've seen him. I don't really speak that much to him because he doesn't really know English. English right. But I don't know. We communicate somehow when Maki is translating. Give him the thumbs up. Like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> good song. Yeah. <laughs> good script. <laughs> yeah, she did it in 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 Japanese, and I was in that production. I I had like they made me like a grand archangel or something like that. Like they wrote a character in for me where I would come in and just say like a line and judge people or something like that. It was uh, a little in, bit in Japanese. Yeah, in Japanese. Okay. Um, very few lines right. I had. Um, when we translated it and we translated it right before the summer because we decided very last minute that we would do it this summer. How many years have went by since Ooh, act, between like 14, about four years now. Four years? It's yeah, to make but an he act didn't two? touch it for a while. So... Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was going through rewrites over and over. He was working on a different script at, at one point. Um, what does he do now? What does he do now? Like, yeah, like a job? His, his career, yeah. I'm not really sure. I think he has a job in Japan, like a regular job. I know oh, he's, he, 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 he's... He's not some type of writer or, or something On Facebook, right now. he's like manager or, or... I think he started his own theater company. Is involved in the summer workshop every every year. Oh, okay. With Makie. Like he, he's become like a stage manager almost and also been in the shows and stuff like helped her out back mm-hmm. scenes or uh, behind the scenes rather so act two yeah so act two when we translated it i added some more songs and and um we changed some parts that were not working as well so act two came out you guys worked on it you finally got a a, a whole story together because at a time you were just dealing with half uh, i mean act one kind of give you a, a good story a good beginning and end but yeah. act two um was uh an addition to what was already happening because when, yeah. when act two's first started i'm like i don't know how this relates but then the characters from act one started appearing yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah. okay yeah. I, i'm yeah. starting to get the the gist of it and that was a cool cool thing yeah so then comes the time for picking out people actors for okay. for your show, so I'm I'm assuming you and uh, Makie were Audition. in the front lines doing the auditions. Was anybody else assisting you with the auditions for this? Mm, I mean, there was uh, Minako who was originally helping us as a musical director in um, in the first the first two productions that we just did. And how do you go about um, how do you go about putting the word out that you need uh, actors to work for you? For, well, we for had very little or no pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had been doing. A, a monthly um, cabaret thing at this bar in Manhattan we call it International Talent Night and every month we would uh, advertise on backstage for people who were interested in you know singing or showing off some talent dancing whatever to come and uh, we're looking for people of all different cultures and ethnic backgrounds and 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 uh, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't like a competition like I tell people about International Talent Night and they want to know if there's like a, a prize you know pot at the end or the grand window winner or something like that but um no it was just like a chance for everybody to get together and perform and you know for experience yeah just for experience and what we do is we record their performance so they have a clip of their performance and I'll you know cut up the show so that I email them specifically their clip yeah. on a YouTube link or whatever mm-hmm. and then they use as part of their portfolio yeah they put thing. it on their portfolio back and backstage so mm-hmm. when casting directors are looking for somebody you know they'll they'll see oh this person's singing in a cabaret somebody chose them for something it looks good you know right and if especially if they're a good singer you know mm-hmm. uh, they'll be more likely to be called in for an in-person interview and get to the next step by having something like that on their resume right so we had a, a 
bunch of people. We had done it for a few months that we had in mind for certain parts that were like really good and, st- and stood out during the the international talent night. And we we definitely wanted to use a variety of different ethnic backgrounds because that's what our whole company is about: diversity. Not only using like you know one race of people, but yeah, white people get enough love as it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. But no. Uh, but but that doesn't mean we're against to um you know. No, you did have some. Uh, we had Caucasian people. We had a uh, Spanish girl. We had a lot of Japanese because right. my wife is Japanese and she uh, advertised in you know Japanese papers and stuff like that. Man, we we had a we had a hard time casting Angel Three. Angel Three was um is the the gay angel, uh-huh. and we had a very hard time casting him. Originally, a guy came out who was like. Perfect, and he was uh, he was a Spanish guy, and 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 he had an operatic voice, but he could sing like really high, and he had the acting down pack in Jesus Christ Superstar mm-hmm. that was very flamboyantly gay, and we gave him the role of um um I forget who it was the guy who sings You're Jesus Christ, You're the Great Jesus Christ, right. and he was um but he was already cast in another show, um, so he couldn't he couldn't got into it. an off Broadway production of um Comfort Women, mm-hmm. which was a big deal for him because that's also off Broadway you know so he wasn't going to give that up (laughs) so this guy came out and we offered him Angel 3 and we offered the other guy Angel 6 and then like right after we offered him and we sent him the rehearsal schedule he was like oh I'm in a contracted show right now so right right as we offered him like in person verbally he said I'm in a contracted show now so I have to see the um, schedule to see if it's going to work and then when we gave him the the schedule he said oh sorry it's not going to work so we, we, we cast the show without an Angel 3 originally and for a long time I was reading Angel 3 at the rehearsals and we were still looking for one so then then the guy who played Angel 3 in 2014 a Filipino guy uh, you probably remember him because yeah I remember him you saw that show he actually he, came to karaoke night one, yeah he did he, for my birthday he was there he moved out way out to Long Island so he wasn't willing to you know make the commute because he said it was like a three hour commute on the trains or something like that for him from way out where he was living but he was trying to put me in touch with friends of his that um he thought would be perfect for the part so I, I went through like maybe three different friends of his before I found the guy that um we initially became into Angel 3 yeah he, the first guy introduced me to went to our am I allowed to say that that's no. our, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit that part out went to our old high school yes so um and he was like interested in the part and then I sent him his rehearsal schedule and he was like oh sorry it's gonna conflict with my work schedule mm. I, it was really ridiculous and finally like a guy accepted the role the day that he was supposed to come to the first rehearsal that morning he went to class and he got into a writing workshop in his school so he was gonna be putting on his own show um, that he was gonna write around that time so he had to drop out but he was like but I know the perfect guy uh-huh. and and uh, at this point we were like already two weeks in the rehearsal and we were only rehearsing for a month so um we were like okay just just give me his number <laughs> right and he sent us uh he sent us a video of him singing and he, he was singing um from aladdin proud of your boy proud of your boy i'll make you proud of your boy i don't know if you're familiar um it's the no. broadway aladdin not the... <laughs> right anyway okay so <laughs> proud of your boy isn't doesn't have like a huge range like you can't really tell right um if he's a, a... So it's kind of like playing it safe with that yeah song. you can't really <laughs> tell if he's a tenor or what and plus he was was a little pitchy mm-hmm. at, at times in in the song so we were like oh my god what but the guy was like so polite talking to us on the you know talking to us on the emails and the, practically gave it to him and then it was like all right you know what just come join the show so so we, you know he came and he had a couple of 
songs that were like really high tenor and and we were kind of worried because we didn't know if he could hit the note but um as we uh, rehearsed him like we'd come have him come an hour earlier to catch up while everybody else came on his songs and stuff like that and he had a really high range he was able to hit all the notes but his pitch was not always on Okay. And even at the performance, sometimes he would get it, and then sometimes he wouldn't. (laughs) So it was like, it was really heartbreaking. Mm. Like, I really wanted him to do well. Why is the the man reaching towards me? (laughs) (laughs) The gauntlet wants your... You have been chosen. (laughs) Um, Okay. So besides... So you casted your, your... You got your cast. Yeah. You finally got your cast together. You, you sorted out all the angels. You got everybody ready to go. Here comes opening night. How do you normally go through your, like, do you have like a ritual that you go through before you start performing? Is there anything that people do that you've caught that kind of like, I don't know, funny in a way that they, they, they have like a ritual before they start performing? Do you have something like that? Oh, well, you know. Like, how do you prep yourself? Most, most well, we're usually doing a run through before the show just to make sure everybody's you know getting their last little rehearsal in then people always do that little thing where they crowd in a circle and they say a few encouraging words and they put their hands in and go whoa whatever angels yeah. I don't know. <laughs> whatever it was you so, know everybody has that that thing before they go on stage where they they get together with the cast and then you know obviously you're not the one that's heading that <laughs> um i think it, i think one of the one the waitress the girl who played the waitress started that up with Eric. she was uh, like come on everybody let's get together uh-huh. you know that's the usual thing. Makie always will will um, purchase um, cards and give everybody a thank you card and write a little something. Uh, this it was very difficult actually. This the process of of rehearsing Angels at Work because you audition people and I feel like we probably should have auditioned people more. Are you running out of time though, aren't you? Yeah, no. I mean, like, initially, at the initial auditions. Oh, okay. We auditioned a girl, and she gave an awesome audition. We'll keep that uh, position anonymous. She had... <laughs> or he. She... <laughs> or he. Or, or he. <laughs> but we all know who had a, had a, Has an amazing voice. Right. Right? She sang the song perfectly that she auditioned with. He, yeah. She, uh, he, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we gave him sides. They like broke broke down the sides. They made they marked up the sides yeah. for one, and and they broke it down, and and that helped them like use the proper inflections while they read it, and they gave it pretty much a perfect re- reading uh-huh. of the show. Okay. And this person also a dancer, like uh, she she taught dance. Uh-huh. Or he. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought she was like great, right? Yeah. But you know, at the at the auditions, you don't know they're putting the personality their best of the person. Forward, yeah. You don't know that when you cast them, they're never gonna make a rehearsal on time. You don't know that although they they're trained as a dancer or they they say that they teach dance, that they're not gonna be able to like count and dance at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like Makie at the beginning of the show, we have a girl that we usually work with to choreograph stuff. But that girl was busy, so um, we didn't have a choreographer on the first day of rehearsals. And she saw her resume that she teaches dance. She asked her if she wanted to have like a choreography credit, and the you know the girl jumped in. And she was like, "Yeah, sure, I yeah. I can do that." Right. So good for the experience. And her her choreography wasn't wasn't bad. It just took a long time for her to teach it because. 
I don't know. Some some of my songs that I've written are in the timing that they you sing it in is a little bit funky, so mm-hmm. it's hard to count it and sing it at the same time. Right. And so she took the longest time teaching one one song in particular, which um, every rehearsal we'd have to leave a good hour for her to teach, like the cast of Angels, this right. one song, and it just felt like it was going on forever and ever. And and it didn't help that she was late a lot, and also she was having some problems with her like her voice like she auditioned greatly wonderful audition and then she never sang again at the rehearsal until maybe three days before the show (laughs) and she said it was doctor's orders because she was losing her voice and she had some cold a, a hard cold and and we were, we were kind of we were like really worried about her we were like maybe you should go like after the the second or third week we were like maybe you should go back to the doctor and get another you know maybe it could be walking pneumonia or something that you have you should really like get checked out if you're not able to sing but then she right, was like it could be infecting other people as well you know you're looking at the health of the rest of the cast here yeah fortunately nobody else got sick i think uh, another girl came down with a regular cold for like a couple of days but then it was gone but yeah it, it was like really weird and um but but she would be saying her lines um she'd come to rehearsal she'd say her lines and she had a really powerful voice so she would say her lines really loud and clear and at one point she's like shouting at the man telling him to just confess and she would do it like so loud and booming and i make you think like is there really anything wrong with her voice uh, and she was, she was like, well, you know, I don't have my Mar- Mariah Carey notes back yet, so <laughs> like she had a really huge range where <laughs> where she could sing way up there in the stratosphere. So she felt like uh, uh, if her Mariah Carey notes weren't back, then she wouldn't like she should probably rest her voice until it's all back. <laughs> Jerome and- putting up his air quotes when it says Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> so so we finally get to like three days before the show when she starts trying to like at the dress rehearsal trying to um sing the songs and we realize that like her rhythm is she has a rhythm problem like she's not coming in at the right time and like she was there for all the rehearsals like listening to everybody else sing you would you would think that she it would like stick in her head but nope and she uh, like on the dress rehearsal day she was on her phone looking at the words mm. of the song that everybody has to sing and I'm I'm like you're not memorized it's it could be you know open tonight <laughs> it, it could be it could be you know it could be a number of things Maybe she was, you know, really sick. Um, she could have been very distracted because I, I think out of every, out of all the other actors there, she was probably the only one who had another responsibility, which was the the whole choreography. So maybe she was being pulled mentally, choreography, memorizing lines, singing steps, all that stuff. I mean, she could have been pulled. Uh, or he could be pulled <laughs> several different ways so you know maybe something like that could have been and maybe it was their their first time doing multiple stuff for one type of project uh, could have stressed Possibly, this person but out but we only had choreography in like maybe two songs two oh, or three this songs this person could have been bullshitting you <laughs> it wasn't like we made her choreograph the whole show and right. it was just like can we add some movement here you know whatever mm-hmm. and I think only one the one song that she took like forever to, to complete was like the most choreographed we had and that was the song where she stood out so she wanted to make it look really good you know so yeah maybe she had a, a good excuse 
excuse, but there's really no excuse. You you audition for a show. You're in a show. You learn the lines. Yeah. <laughs> you learn the song. You, you don't come the yeah. to the, the day of the performance not memorized. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. You, you know, you're there. You're there to do. You, you, you're there. You, you said you're going to be responsible for something. You know, you should exactly. put your, you, you yeah. should honor that to the yeah. people and who are actually working really hard. The thing is that she wasn't the only one who didn't have the lines completely memorized. There was another performer. Let's who, say they. <laughs> Instead of he or she, let's say they. Uh, there was another performer who they. <laughs> they consistently would like blank out on their line and I think know that they had to say something mm. but come up with just something that's totally not in the script. <laughs> Kind of and it. that would just throw everybody off that had to speak after them because they're waiting for a cue line yeah. and nobody has all the lines memorized where they could just jump right. in if their cue line isn't recited. Now I gotta say something. I gotta. I just gotta put it out there. When I went to see it with Picklevick and we saw the show, after the show was over... And we saw you. We, you know, you come out. I thought the show was great. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't catch. I mean, I'm not. I, I do that. I'm very particular when I'm watching a movie. You know, on the screen, watching a play is a little different for me because I have. You know, there's better interaction. I'm actually there. I'm actually witnessing this happening live. Yeah. So I'm not really picking up. I'm, I'm the atmosphere for me is a little different. So I'm not really honed in and focused. I'm like, oh, this person is not in the right step, or this person is not queued up correctly, or this person yeah. is not singing out of key. I'm not <laughs> catching any of that. I'm just in enjoying the experience of being oh, there good. so when you come out and you tell me oh this happened and that happened we won't go into any details <laughs> but this happened and that happened like, dude i didn't catch any of that stuff it was such a good show i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but i guess that you know since you're doing it you you see the back the ins yeah, and outs we, we the know what's end, supposed to be what's supposed to happen what's not supposed to happen didn't happen that it was supposed to happen <laughs> So, even so that's always a disappointment, and everybody backstage is freaking out because they're like, she didn't say her line! What the <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for you guys, I can see the stress there, but I guess the, the, the most the important part is <laughs> the, audience, the audience didn't catch it. I don't think anyone, at least in our audience, I didn't, I didn't go to the Tuesday show. Nobody in our audience, I don't think anyone really called Picked any, up on any Picked mistakes. up anything. No, 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 no. Well, Nothing that's, like that. That's good to know, but, but I know. <laughs> and that's why certain people that's they are not yourself. going to the festival. <laughs> Oh, so we can we we can uh, we we can talk about that. So the the show went great. Uh, Sunday's show was great. Tuesday's show I didn't see. I, I think I got to see the last of it because you you actually um, sent me the link. Yeah. So I can actually watch it, yeah. and it looked great as well. And then oh, what I did want to mention was I was taken aback that you actually us as a sponsor on the oh, back yeah, of the totally, uh, yeah. playbill. You know, I got to look out for Nerdsport. <laughs> <laughs> the back the very back page of the playbill, which is like the most coveted spot and Broadway it sold for thousands of dollars <laughs> I was I was thinking I had a big gas sport <laughs> I was like I just you know when we were talking about it offline and, and you were talking about your show and I said hey why don't I you know we should really mention your show you know Angels at Work and anything that you do we should try to put it coincide it with the episodes we're putting out for the podcast and you were like that's a great idea and when I'm like well usually I put out recording you know we record something and I don't put it out for like weeks and stuff like that I just keep it in a library in case we need something and then I put it out it doesn't match it doesn't coincide with the dates that you 
you're trying to yeah. you know, promote. But we finally got a date to do that and everything. And I and then you told me they're like, oh, I'm going to mention you on the playbill. I'm like, oh, great. So I'm thinking it's going to be something like a small little thing <laughs> in the corner of the middle of pages somewhere and everything. So then when it came time when I went and I I showed up to the theater with with uh, Vic and we got the uh, the playbill and everything and I'm flipping through it. You know, the first thing I'm doing myself is like, where the hell is this? We're looking, looking for the spork. <laughs> I'm looking for our logo. Like, fuck is it? This guy didn't put it. So I flipped the whole thing. Was bastard and put it in there. And then I see Victor. And he's looking at the front cover. You know, holding it up to his face, kind of thing. And I'm I'm facing him, so I I don't see his face. I just see the back cover. And all I see is humongous logo of ours on back on the back of the playbook. You've cursed me. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, Vic, look. And I turned, and he goes, what are you talking about? Look at the playbill. He's like, I am looking at the fucking playbill. I'm like, no, look at the back of it. He goes, oh, neat. <laughs> Sounded like him too. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. And I, my heart started pounding. I'm like, everybody who's walking in here is We're getting up. time. <laughs> I walked in, there was a line. There was a line to get into the, the, the house, right? And people were, you know, paying to get in and everything. And people were getting a playbill. I'm like, everybody's getting a playbill. And gonna see the our logo yes. behind it. I was like, holy oh cow. That is so freaky. That's so freaky. I felt so like like nobody's gonna know who we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean there are people out there who listen to us who probably know who we are. Same thing for the off Broadway. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, totally. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. So I was like I was like, uh man, that is that is just so trippy. And I'm like, you probably have that same feeling every time you do a, a show because the playbill is the whole thing is yours you know what i mean your picture is in it your your name is in it your wife's name's in it your production company is in it that's that's yeah, like heavy uh, man i don't know well, how your heart doesn't I don't my know, heart my was pounding <laughs> out of my chest just for having something on the back page of, I think of something. that's like the feeling that you get when you when you're about to step on stage and you see like the audience is so full yeah like, i had that feeling like i was gonna like you are like stage. i had to like, yeah like i'm on stage i was about to perform like, these people are gonna hear me <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh and then i had to like quickly calm myself down I'm like oh my gosh i can't believe <laughs> Jarrell did that that's so freaking cool so uh we go in and it was really weird the the theater itself was like in this it looked like an apartment building dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've been practicing you you've been um holding rehearsals there rehearsals uh i think we had like one rehearsal there we'll just address rehearsal uh, the day before otherwise we use spaces in like studio spaces in manhattan that are just rehearsal spaces i see and there's also one in long island city did you like this space because i've been to a few of your your places where you guys perform actual shows and some of them have been in regular spots others have been kind of like scattered around the city do you like this spot better than the other ones or how did this one fare compared to the other I theaters that you worked we in we did like this spot because you know it was like about around the same price as the other and it had more seats so <laughs> <laughs> you know the more seats the better right so you're looking for something that has audience seating size pretty pretty big then yeah i mean usually you don't you don't try to get bigger theaters until the the audience is is filling up theaters that you have point where you have to turn people away but but if they're they're going to be the same price as the other why not right right so show did well i enjoyed it 
I know Pickle Vic enjoyed it. He's I can hear him upstairs doing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then comes the time where the show's over, and you got you came back to me. And you told me something. You know, you 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 messaged me. You were excited about something. You want to tell me what what happened after the show? Well, actually, what happened to your show? What what were during you during the show? Yeah, during the show. Actually, before the show, the way we found out about this festival is on the on the very first day we went to the Crane Theater to inquire about renting it or to make the first payment for renting. We were supposed to. Be be meeting with the guy who uh, owns the space or runs the space or whatever but he was called away in an emergency because another theater that he governs or whatever why are you putting up air quotes for that <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding you didn't put up anywhere air quotes. <laughs> yeah I didn't um, another another <laughs> another theater space that he governs was having a, a problem where I think uh, instruction people were working there and pulled a seat out of the audience that they weren't supposed to or something so he had to run over to this other theater space and he wasn't there for our meeting so we were waiting for him to get back and the lady in the box office just starts like shooting the shit with us trying to delay (laughs) our impatience or whatever and she tells us she asks us about our company and the show and like we're going on yada yada about everything and then she's like oh it's a new musical well you know you could there's a there's a festival that she had she had been in the previous year with some theater company that they seek specifically new work um, to produce and uh, she was like and it's a good opportunity because you know Broadway producers are involved in running the the festival and it could get you like really good exposure and I was like really well let me you know let me uh, take down this information and so I wrote it down but I wasn't sure if we would qualify because the New York New Works you know they want new works and we had already produced a play once as a one act we produced it in Pan if they only wanted world premiere works that had never been produced anywhere we probably wouldn't qualify and i didn't want to like apply and then get in and then it come out oh they were produced there they just had a show at the crane the you know it's a scandal (laughs) right but at the same time maybe they're talking about something in a different tier maybe in a different kind of setting something that's not really known anyway i reached out to the guy who um you know the info um email address about the new york new works festival that's the festival and he he said no it's okay don't don't stress out about it totally um just send us a you know condensed version of the script so then i had to work on like reducing the script and into something that's like an abridged version yeah of an abridged it. version that st- can still tell you about the story somewhat and you know pack a bunch of songs in there so that was like that was a, a headache and I, and i don't even know if the script that i that i created runs for 26 minutes or over if it's over 26 minutes on a day of the show we have to pay like a penalty fee of 50 dollars or something like that <laughs> so weird. Yeah, everybody gets no more than 26 minutes. Then there's five minutes to transition to the next show. And, and it's like an evening, a three-hour evening of performances that will last from September 4th to October 1st. And October 1st, final the final week of performances, um, the best of the best of the new works will be asked to perform on the final week. So, so you everybody gets two weeks. Okay. Our dates are September 4th and September 15th. That's when you perform. That's when we perform our abridged version amid other abridged versions of other plays. Okay. And it's around 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. And there's like a rating people put in like a... At the end of the night, the audience will vote on two shows that they would like to see develop So like a more. silent vote kind of thing? Where yeah, they, it's a like silent a... vote. Like they, I think they they fill out some type of uh, okay. paper or something that, okay. that comes in with their program or whatever. So initially, did you have... 
producer sitting in on the uh, on on your shows the, the Sunday and the Tuesday with the representatives. No, of- I had invited the people from New Works. I was like, hey, uh, we uh, we we submitted a, a bridge version, but we're doing the full version on these two nights. And uh, I sent them the flyer, but nobody ever wrote back to me or <laughs> uh, okay. or came as far as I know. <laughs> and they don't want to get a biased. Uh- yeah, I tried. You know, I tried to uh, invite them, but you know, right, try um, to schmooze. <laughs> so yeah, so during the rehearsal process i was recording songs that people were singing so that i could like submit everything that they wanted to hear all the songs that were would be in the show and and with the abridged version so it was difficult because right. <laughs> you can only record so many times before people are getting tired of singing the song you just have to pick the one that's least off key right. <laughs> like the one where he almost does perfect but then on the very last note it's blah <laughs> So, send it in. so you're not gonna you're gonna have to kind of like filter out again who's gonna be in yeah the, uh, we we totally recast for the and September then, shows now so, who who's invited to the September shows can anybody go can I go can anybody you? can go you just um once the tickets go online they'll be available on the New York New Works website and um I think they're thirty dollars for a night and you go you pay thirty dollars you watch three hours of maybe however many shows fit into three hours wow that's a lot of shows then um but they're all only about 25 minutes a piece so right. 26 minutes 25 minutes so and that running that's running in september that's from september 4th to i think october 1st is the and last you guys, date and you guys are auditioning and practicing now yeah as you we know, speak. Th- we, we, there was another a huge like issue like makier my wife who co-wrote the show and added a lot of like funny parts and stuff like that she wanted to be in the show because i'm in the show but she's an equity actress Oh, so she can't be a part of the show. In terms of equity, she would need to have some compensated in some way. She yeah, perform, right? people in equity must be paid a certain amount. Right. And depending on the contract, some contracts are less than others. Like if you were in a, a theater that's 99 seat or below, like the first one we did, if we wanted to put an equity person in there, we could with non-equity um, people. And, and it would be a showcase code that we would go for. Right. And originally, the people told us at New York New Works that we, we, we would be able to uh, ask for a showcase code when when we call them because like they had originally they said they were gonna they were in the process of negotiating and we'd know by Monday or something like that there was a, it was a Thursday meeting that we and we so then by on Monday somebody emailed us we would have to ask for a showcase code so I call Equity I'm gonna I'm asking for a showcase code they send me to the showcase line I leave a message because the guy's not at his desk and I never hear back so I call back a couple of days later I I I, I never hear back <laughs> same thing happens right so then we go to another meeting and somebody else uh this was like last week we go to no, at the beginning of the week, the beginning of this week, we go to a meeting, and one of the other um, directors of another show, he, she's like, "We called Equity, and they actually got somebody, and they were like, they told us that it's not the showcase code, and so um, you have to like figure out whatever you know with them because they're telling you're telling us one thing, and they're telling us something else, right? Um, but." He was like, what did the showcase people tell you? And I was like, well, they said because it's a 300, uh, 200-seat theater that we can't. But but why can't we? Because us, as the people in the you know festival, we're not making a dollar back from any of the seats that are sold. We're just paying to be in the festival. Once we get accepted, they, we have to write a check to like help them buy all the lighting packages, the big theater space, and all. So we're already paying money. It doesn't make It doesn't really make sense for them to make us, you know do the off-Broadway 
code. Right. So you're, you're really wording unfair. it out. It's really unfair <laughs> because Mackey thinks she can make her, you know, she thought she could make her off-Broadway debut. And right. then she finds out she can't. And she wrote the, the damn thing, right? She's one of the writers. Why can't you? She's in equity. And equity is holding her back from yeah. being, you know, recognized by producers and Broadway producers. Yeah. I mean, it's a big chance for her. If somebody hears her singing and dancing and they like, oh, I might need a great Asian person for my role and whatever, whatever. Uh, right. So you were accepted, the, the show was accepted into, what was it called? The New York? New York New Works Festival. New York New Works Festival. You guys are going to be performing September 4th. <laughs> We'll put it up on the website. September 4th and 15th. (laughs) September 4th and the 15th. So if you guys are listening to us, if you enjoyed, if you got a chance to see the first show uh, and you want to support the arts, support Jarrell, go go see him. Where's it going to be held again? The Acorn Theater on Theater Row on 42nd Street. And I'll put it up on the the website as well. So I'll see if I can go. I'll support. I always support Jarrell. Yeah. I hope everything turns out great. You know, win or lose, the point is that you were actually accepted yeah and totally. people are actually gonna go see and yeah uh, i'm really excited so it should be great you're gonna see our show and they're gonna see the nerd sport banner <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Broadway producers oh god you're gonna nerd, nerd sport. oh my god you're gonna you're, making, you're gonna make hurt my heart you're <laughs> <me> mad nervous <laughs> all right so i think that's that's it uh, we really thank everybody who's listening. Thank everybody who got a chance to actually visit Jarrell's show. All right. Thanks I think for we're good. tuning in, guys. Jarrell, yes. should I mention the website? Yes. <laughs> so you can visit nerdsport.com. Yes, I said nerdsport.com. Jarrell. Nerdsport.com. You can find us there and all our content. You can also find us on the Instagram and the Twitter's at Nerdsport. So I am one of your hosts here on this intimate episode. This is Al. Jarrell. And uh, I hope Woo. it doesn't take too much time for you to come back here no, and uh, clown around with the rest of us. Can't wait. Can't I, I wait. need a, a good drink. All right. <laughs> Until next time, we will see you again. Have a great day. See ya. <laughs>